Welcome to the Real Estate Reality Show. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, call Arrow Moving and Storage, 719-325-6341. Now your host and back-to-back Best of the Springs Realtor, Justin Hermes. Hey folks, thanks for joining me. Another show of Real Estate Realities. We are out of the gate, out of the starting block. And I tell you what, the good right now is the fact that they are lowering the FHA mortgage insurance. They're reducing it and they're cutting it, you know, by about 30% for new buyers. So if you currently have an FHA mortgage, it doesn't affect you. But for new buyers, they're making that mortgage insurance a little bit more affordable, which is a great thing. The Biden administration did that. So uh, it ain't all bad at the White House. You know, they're doing something over there. I think he's prepping for when he gets out of the White House. He might have to go use that FHA mortgage, you know, to to get in a condo or something because, you know, all the past presidents have no money. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole, but the bad, this is interesting, folks, right here. You have to listen to this. Five major high-rises are heading into foreclosure in Denver. The banks are taking over, and they're doing that because they want to prevent rent skimming. Well, what is that? That means whoever owns the property and the management companies are taking the rent and not paying the mortgage. So then the bank comes in and says, hold up, we're going to take over these assets. These owners owe the lenders $613 million. The famous cash register building, that's one of them. The Republic Plaza, that's the largest building in Denver. And the, the cause of this is that they crushed oil and gas. And they were occupying a lot of these spaces. And another cause of it is, is downtown Denver. People are fleeing downtown Denver. They don't want to be there anymore. And so what do you have? You have vacancies. And then what else? Higher interest rates. And these owners are going to the lenders saying, hey, we got a balloon on this thing. We need to, you know, get a new rate locked in, some new terms. And they're going, hey, you're looking at like 8%. And they're going, well, we're at four right now. Our we can't afford that. And we're already bleeding right now because of the vacancies. So that's what's happening. They are losing their tail up there in downtown Denver, Brookfield, New York. The company's called Brookfield. They're out of New York and they're the one who's invested the most. You know, they owe 134 million and it's tough. I tell you what. So you got the good. That's the FHA. You know, mortgage insurance is going to be lower for those new purchasers. And the bad is, boy, Denver is going to see a reckoning downtown. And that's what happens when these rates go up and, you know, the loans come due. And that's where the big boys in the commercial world, they struggle a little bit more than what we teach on this show, which is play it safe, fixed rate, long-term wins the game. If you have questions about that, give me a call. You're listening to Justin Hermes Real Estate Realities. My number, 719-232-1063. Make sure you stick with me. Title today's show is Developers and Builders. And then on the third segment, we have Lawrence Martinez joining us, who's going to talk about that subject as well. He is running for mayor. We'll be right back after these messages. We're back to the Real Estate Reality Show with Justin Hermes. 
This segment is brought to you by HouseCheck, servicing the front range of Colorado Springs for over 25 years with the most complete and personalized home inspection. Call them now for more information at 719-266-1645. All right, folks, welcome back into the second segment. Matt's uh, telling me a bunch of stories that I can't share because he made me sign an NDA. That's a secret agreement. They, you know, they're, what do they say? They're really putting down the hammer over here at KRDO. So anyway, into the second segment here, developers and builders. Here's the thing I want to focus on. Colorado Springs hasn't redone the zoning code since the late 80s, right? So it's been about 30 years. They finally passed retool Colorado Springs last week. City Council passed that. David Donaldson was the only one who didn't vote yes for it. Otherwise, it was pushed through. And what it's doing is it's basically increasing density. 80% of our land here in Colorado Springs is zoned for single-family use. Okay, And so this density increase is a push towards more homes, smaller lots, get them tighter, packed in. right? And can this help affordability? Yeah, the short answer is yes, but I want you to go out to areas like Banning Lewis. I want you to go out to these new build developments out east, and it's ridiculous. Go up to Gold Hill Mesa. I mean, you can reach out the window and shake your neighbor's hand, and they want to make the lots tighter. I mean, I kind of laugh. I don't know. I go, well, who's going to benefit from that? The builders, right? And it's so funny because they go, the builders go, well, we're making Calder Springs more affordable. We're creating affordability. They're arguing over this for Amara to get annexed, and I'm going, affordability, the new builds you're selling are like 550600 Affordability? I know that sounds great to the press and everything, but let's be real here. The density increase to me, I, I think it can just really be a struggle. And, and it's, it's pushed towards the new developments really only. And so it benefits the builder. And that's the way this town's been for so long. Matt and I were talking about, you know, the candidates running for mayor, and that's just part of it. Look at who donates to them. They're, I mean, some of these people are just owned by the builders and developers in this town, and they're going, hey, yeah, we can fit more lots in, we can sell more homes, more money for us. And that's just not the Colorado Springs I grew up in, and I just think sometimes the land just gets raked over, and the development on it, does it make sense with where we're putting shopping centers, commercial zoning next to single family. And, you know, I even see these new builds that they literally have fences bordering big time highways, big time roads throughout town. And they're, it's a cheap wood fence. I'm going, we're not requiring the builder to put in a stucco fencing to create maybe a little bit less noise, maybe have it look nicer. But no, it's, we let them get away with so much. It, it, it is sickening really to me. And so here's the other thing on the retool Colorado Springs. Our flex zoning, okay? Builders will be able to build with a little bit more verity, right? They can go build now more townhouses, condos. This is good, right? So, I mean, it's not all bad. The density increase overall, scary. But the good is, is this R flex zoning, yes, we need more townhouses. Yes, we need more condos. Because that's what's going to be at 300, 350,000. These are the things that are going to create affordability. So the R flex is fantastic to see. But the density with this new code, they can build 10% more than they've been able to in the past on these lots. They can fill up 10% more of the lot. And I'll go back and say it again. Is it not tight enough here in Colorado Springs and the new developments? Are they not packing them in like sardines 
already, right? One thing that I think was very disappointing to see this is that the office code not changed. They didn't do anything to be creative on office. And I go, okay, well, like we're focusing on, you know, how you're going to develop out Banning Lewis. And I get it. It's going to be its own little city out there. And we've already had plenty of conversations about that. But office, we just kind of said, yeah, it's really a dying category in commercial real estate. And we're not going to do anything to be creative to help the landlords and to help the city, right? I mean, why aren't we going and saying, hey, what can we do with some of this office here? Can we be flexible and create some of this office space into condos where it makes sense? That's what's going to create affordability. Those things are so important, right? So that's the thing I feel really bad about is they really missed the boat on the fact that they didn't do anything with office code. There's so much vacancy for office space here in Calder Springs that it really needed to be redrafted. So I definitely think they missed the boat on that. It's really more flexibility for the developers. In a nutshell, that's what we're looking at is having the you know developers be able to to pack in tighter homes. The flexibility part can be good, but there's also not really anything for existing neighborhoods, right? There's nothing where we're looking at, hey, with R1, why didn't we go, hey, my property on Logan, right in Divine Redeemer, is zoned R1, and there's lots over in Patty Jewett that are smaller than mine, and they're zoned R2. I mean, there's some lots just right down the road on Platt and Hancock that are zoned R2. Why would they not look at the R1 and say, hey, where it makes sense, let's make this R2. You know, Then you can build a cottage. Then people can retire you know, in an affordable way. They can move into the cottage, rent the main house. And so I do believe they completely missed the boat on that because – There's a ton of R1 lots, especially when you look at the lots that run east to west. The north and south, much tougher in the downtown area. But when you look east to west in areas like Patty Jewett, Divine Redeemer, around downtown, it definitely makes sense for those to be zoned R2. And that is proper infill. And that's just one of the things I see in this town is we're so concerned with making sure the developers have, you know, we'll just say it how it is, their pockets lined and these new developments out east that we're not going, hey, where's proper infill in the city? We already have police fire. We already have utilities here. Why are we focused on building so much out east when there's areas of town that can be used for great infill? I mean, Rustic Hills, yes, now they're finally moving on that. But, I mean, what's going on? It's, just, it's not glamorous. It's not sexy. And so it doesn't get done. Instead, we push further east, which requires more police, more fire. It stresses on the infrastructure more. And there's areas that we're just letting go in Color Springs. We're neglecting them, just like the Citadel Mall. We'll neglect it, and we'd rather go do more out in Banning Lewis because the Citadel isn't cool anymore. And basically, we're going to give up on it, right? Another shooting there this week at the Alta gas station. Five people shot, and you're going, man... It's fallen on some deaf ears, the Citadel, and it's too bad. It used to be a beautiful mall, and you can go in there and put in condos, and you can put in apartments. You could put in affordable senior living in the old Macy's, right? Think about that. Think about senior citizens being able to walk around the mall inside. All of a sudden, you're going to get better tenants inside because they're going, we have a captive audience living right here. They did it with Chapel Hills where the old Sears was, and that mall is going to be killer now. Mark my words, it's going to have a huge uptick. You're going to get better class tenants in there, and you're going to really see that thing start to boom. Why? Because they have a captive audience who's going to be literally living 
on the premises of where the Chapel Hills Mall is, right? So what you can control, folks, is knowing the zoning code, look at Retool Colorado Springs, be aware of what is going in around you before you buy property, and that that's the whole premises of the show. If you're tuning in for the first time, it's Justin Hermes Real Estate Realities, 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. I want to help you build wealth through real estate. It's changed my life. We have a, such a different approach. We manage 150 properties. We want to help you create passive income, make money while you sleep. And that's why we help you manage your assets. And here's the thing. A lot of people are going, well, buy the house. You deserve it. You deserve this. Should be. And I'm going, make a good investment. And think about the generations before the greatest generation. They were not going, well, I need this now. And they said, well, this is a great starter home. And they were grateful for what they had. And if you take this approach and you get your foot in the door and then you keep that house and rent it, you buy your next house, keep that one and rent it. The average American moves every six to seven years, but they're missing out because they never hold the property long enough to create real wealth. And that's why on this show, we've told you 15, 20 year holds is what you have to do with real estate. Okay. Before we get Lawrence in here, I'm just going to go over the positives, the negatives of the retool Colorado Springs. Positives are, is it helps the middle area. Okay. Helps middle area. What do we mean by that? Townhouses, condos, it helps that middle area. It helps bridge the gap. So we're not just looking at single family. So that's a huge positive out of the R-Flex zoning. We need more condos. We need more townhouses, right? Another positive is, which some people argue is, there's going to be more scrape and builds. I think that's great. For certain areas, it is awesome. Really helps gentrify the areas like down on Mill, right? I mean, that that development right down on Sawatch here, down by the soccer stadium just south of that, that is an area where we need to see more scrape and builds. There's no doubt about it. The negatives are tighter lots, more density in the new developments. And that's where I would give the areas out east the Heisman and stay away from it. And do what I have taught you to do for years and years and years. Buy in established neighborhoods, low taxes, big lots, close to infrastructure. So that's the negative there. Tighter lots, more density. They didn't rezone R1. And there's a ton of lots that could have been taken advantage of. Another negative is, is they're stretching our resources more and more. They have to be so careful here with the utilities. And it's, this growth out east just scares me because I, I don't think there's a lot of accountability there. And that's why, you know, Lawrence called me and he said, hey, let's chat a little bit. And then I said, come on the show. You know, let's, let's chat about what your thoughts are on this and get your opinion. You're running for mayor. So my whole thing is let's improve current areas. And infill it, baby. Let's make Colorado Springs a fantastic place to live. Let's make it even better instead of moving towards Kansas even further. I mean, that's a joke. You can't even see the mountains out there. So anyway, folks, questions, call me over the break, 232-1063. We'll be right back here with Lawrence Martinez. You're listening to Real Estate Realities with Justin Hermes. Welcome back to the Real Estate Reality Show. Now here's Justin Hermes. Sin, when you feel your heart is breaking, 
right, folks, welcome back into the third segment here. We got Lawrence Martinez joining us. He's running for mayor of Colorado Springs, and he reached out to me and said, hey, you know, this is some of the stuff I believe, and he he, he was talking some real good real good facts and what we touch on as far as density and proper growth and having the builders be accountable. And so wanted to get him on today's show. And with the weather, he's calling in. So, Lawrence, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for the invitation. You got it. So how long have you been in the Springs? I've been living in the Springs for 38 years, uh, mostly in the southeast area. Good for you. Good for you. That's that's a long time. So you've seen all the the growth here. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on oh, it over, overall, of kind of the direction we've headed and the ro- robust growth we've had? You know, growth is great. It adds to our population. It brings in those with higher value as wages and situations like that. We have people who are able to afford to get the housing as well as the apartments. But sometimes the situation is we overgrow. As you were saying, we don't have the density we should within the city itself, but we have to make sure growth is in the right location. Seem to be a city that has grown too far out. That's just example to the north side, to the west side. We are a city that seems to grow bigger than other cities because of the fact we have more land availability. We need to concentrate in the areas in which there is no growth at all. It'd be nice if in southeast we begin to have a better growth in housing as well as in apartment complexes because we seem to be lacking that in southeast. No, definitely. And that's what I you know, was talking on before you joined us was, you know, you look at an area like Rustic Hills and how long did that area sit vacant? You look at an area like the Citadel and all the vacant space and, you know, we're, we're so into building single family homes here and it's just Banning Lewis and, and Lorson Ranch and they, they talk about affordability, and I shake my head and go, a half a million dollar home, and that's on the low, low side. That's their entry point. How is that affordable? And you're looking at taxes of four, 5000 a year for your average veteran or, or an active duty. You're looking at 3000 a month. And so that's what you, know, you start kind of shaking your head at and go, there could be great infill opportunities. And what's affordable? A condo for a buck 50, a townhouse for 225. And I think that's where we really end up missing the market and and really let the builders kind of, you know, run where they want to run with the land. Oh, that's definitely where the biggest problem came up with. I don't wish to bring stuff like this up all the time, but we have lifetime politicians who are in the pocket of the developers. They're the ones who give them the money in which to run. So they've always whispered in their ears, this is exactly the direction we're going to be going. And if you don't want to go in that direction, well, we gave you the money to help you go in that direction. But you're right, Banning Lewis Ranch, Oakwood Homes, La Platte Communities, Amera, the annexation they want. Amera yeah, that's wants silly. to build 9,500 houses. Completely silly. And, and, and even the argument on it is, hey, well, there's a lack of housing. Last year, that argument could maybe be said <laughs> because there was 300 homes on the market. Now we're back to 1,500 available homes and they're sitting 50, 60 days you have to believe in natural market corrections and and sometimes a market runs hot and what does it do it corrects itself no you are correct about that yes yes and that is correct uh, what do you think about the going what do you think about the resources as far as with water and utilities and shutting down drake we've seen a big spike in the utility bills what's your what's your feel for that sector well you know our utilities our utilities has grown but we've outgrown the ability to take care of all the people, even in Colorado Springs with so many projects that are backlogged. 
we have a problem getting those done. If we start to be able to annex, or should I say serve the annexation areas, we're going to even have more backlog problems. We're going to have developers that are going to demand that we get to them first. We can't do that. Right now, we have a half a glass of water, and these uh, large developers want to take a fourth of that half a glass and then spill the rest. So right now, we can't afford to service so far out with building utilities out that far. We really need to make sure the developers pay their price. Either way that developers do what they do, they'll always make a profit because they're not in this business not to make a profit. Yeah, so we need to make yeah. sure they pay what's due. Yeah, very. they're not running a nonprofit. <laughs> That's, yeah, they're not running a nonprofit. Yeah, um, and you got to work with developers at some point. I mean, you got to work with them and they got to build. They do have to make some money. There's no doubt about it, but it goes back to, hey, what's responsible growth look like? Obviously, we're going to grow and that's not a bad thing, but are we growing responsibly and not rushing things? And, you know, you look at Drake and you go, that was supposed to be shut down. There was a seven, eight year plan. And now in a year it goes, nope, you know, now is someone going to, is it going to get developed? Is it going to be better for the area? We can argue all that, but who did it hurt the most? It hurt the low income who's going, man, my utility bill went from a hundred to $250 and they didn't have any time to prepare. No, you're actually right about that because let's just use Southeast as an example. 50% of their income goes into their housing and their utilities. That's incredible because the average rate on that is 30% that goes for the ability to live. So, yes, we need to take a look at how we're going to do it. Great closing. Good for us because we can breathe a little bit cleaner. Bad for us because it kicked up the rates for the utilities for those who can't afford. So when they can't afford, government has to step in to be able to help them uh, pay their utilities. But that becomes a catch-22 because they end up becoming dependent on this form of help to pay their utilities. And then our utility rates go up in turn. I mean, it's not yes. that money comes from somewhere. Well, they've said it's supposed to go down $28 per household now that they've readjusted the rate because gas has gone down lower and but it's the same. electricity rate is too high. Yeah, but you could argue it's the same thing with gas. They jock it all yes. the way up to 4 bucks, and then they go, hey, listen, now it's at 360 It's all mindset with the consumer. You know, you look at Especially five years ago what it is. the barrel of you know. oil is the same price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no getting. So tell us a little bit about, we got two minutes left here. How do radio listeners get in contact with you, website, stuff like that, and how your campaign's going? Sure. So Lawrence Joseph Martinez is the name on the ballot. Rocky Mountain Knights, CSCO at gmail.com. They can contact me. Rocky Mountain Knights is a LLC. What we do is we create programs for kids, and they can get a hold of me. Website? No, I'm not doing a website this time. I need for people to contact me directly so we can have a direct conversation instead of trying to read everything. We've got so many people running. There's so many websites. Uh, One of the things I want to make sure is that we don't have lifetime politicians who are going to keep on running for different type of positions. Lifetime politicians always in the pocket of those who are the big developers and everybody else who kind of nods their way in which way they should go in the direction that they should vote for or vote for what situations are in their favor. Well, I agree with that. You hit the nail right on the head. It's definitely, you can see how the Springs has grown and the developers definitely have more control than uh, really they should. So Lawrence, we appreciate you taking the time to come on. A lot of words of wisdom there and we wish you best of luck with your campaign. And when is the election again? April 4th. There you go. April 4th, folks. Make sure you get out there and vote. Lawrence, have a great rest of your weekend. You too, sir. And thank you so much for what you do, informing the people of what their needs are and how to get the correct situation for them. Appreciate it. Thanks, folks. Hey, like we end every show, it's fun talking real estate. It's fun talking with someone like Lawrence, who has great vision for the Springs running for mayor. But the most important thing right now is that 
you bring positivity, right? It's so easy to be negative. You look in the news, everything going on. Find the joy in life. Bring it to other people. And the most important thing is using the gifts God has given you, blessing somebody else. These are things that, you know, why I do the show is because you can do a lot of this through real estate, and it's so special. So if you want to get a hold of me, you have questions about what we talked about, call me, 719-232-1063. Once again, 232-1063. And you can always tune in or uh, click thehermesteam.net, see us online, and justin.hermes at we sell more. .net if you want to email me. I want to help you grow your real estate portfolio, put you in a better position, and help you diversify away from just the American deal of everything in your 401k. That's it, folks. We'll be back here next Sunday, 1030, and again at 1. Have a great weekend. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio.